the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. All right. Mom and Dad can hardly so beautiful. The beautiful, classically trained voice of Daddy. What skills? It's impressive. It is a ticket, White Elephant Day. You are listening to the morning team. It's myself, Matt McLaren. We've got Sean Bass, Bob Sturm, Craig Miller, Kevin Landrum, Daddy singing, Jay King on the board, DJ Ringenberg. I mean, we, this is the loaded shift. Before we transition, you'll have Captain Gordon Keith. That'll, that slot's going to be wild this afternoon coming up at 10 until 2. And then, of course, later on, Donovan captaining the afternoon team. I was just down the hall, 10 to 2. They're rehearsing. It's really sounding great. Wow. Going through their scripts. Yeah, yeah that'll be great. <laughs> They've just been hammering out their show all morning. They got here earlier than we did. It's it's impressive it, to see. It, it takes a lot when you're not used to working with somebody to memorize the new script on a daily mm-hmm. basis. People don't understand. No, not at all. It's a lot every morning when you wake up to do this. But I wanted to propose this question to you guys, and, and this is for all full participation here, because and, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that does this. Maybe some of you do this as well. But what is your oldest email that you have kept? Because I have kept an email from the year of 2000. Wow. For 23 years. It is over 23 years old. And I received it on August 19th of 2000. And there's just a variety. Of, I, I don't know why over the years, I guess, just different things I've gotten from people that I have kept that I will go back and read from time to time. But I first got email, as I imagine most of us did. The internet in my house we got when I was in high school. And at some point after that, it was probably AOL, I would guess, to begin with. But I still have this old Yahoo email that now, for the most part, I use when you're signing up for anything online and you got to give an email, I give this one. It's I, I consider it my junk email. If I'm paying a bill, this is where all that goes because I don't want to mess with it in my other accounts. In your real email. Uh, yes, I guess in a sense. So my oldest email from August 19th of 2000 was sent to me by one Bob Sturm. Uh-oh. Be- no, no, no. This is <laughs> because I had emailed never you. Make it. I had emailed you asking for your advice when I was in college doing a radio show back then. No way. Yes. And you responded and sent me like a couple of paragraphs and I've kept it my entire Wow. ever since I got it. That's, That's incredible. Cool. Yeah, and I and I I've, I've gone back and read it many times. It says, "Matt, first of all, thanks for the note." I'm not sure how much advice I might have, but priority number one is to make sure you know this. If it is your passion, do not allow yourself to be denied. If you are determined, I think you can make it. Of course, understand it is incredibly competitive, and therefore you must prepare yourself as much as possible for this. In order to do what we do, you must have opinions, many, many opinions on everything, and be able to back them up. This is what will separate you from most you personally have to have a reason to listen to why this is great or why this sucks. Get in front of a microphone. Remember, no matter how big your audience is, entertain. Even if no one is listening, act like it is a huge crowd and you're trying to inform and entertain them. College radio is a great option, but even if it's just a tape recorder, practice your communication. Pretend you are doing a talk show. Internships are fun, but not always practical. The only way to launch a career is by personally sharpening your skills. 
You give a number, call here to inquire about internships, but remember, chase that dream, motivate yourself, you'll do fine. Good luck, Bob. Wow. That's great. <laughs> yeah, man. That's very solid advice. I, I, I didn't uh, have to brace for impact at all. That, that, <laughs> right. that's a, I almost can't believe I wrote that. That's... That. <laughs> No, yeah. I, I, I am a big believer in, uh, in, in, in just chasing whatever you want to do rather than settling. So I know that's not an original thought, but I think, uh, I think it's, it's worked out for you. It, it, apparently it, it did. And, and it's one of those things because I've gotten a couple from other people like professors and whatnot. I mean, my next one's from 03. I have one from 2005 because my career went a very interesting path trying to chase the whole thing. And so there were times where you, you kind of feel like, okay, maybe this isn't going to happen and I'm going to walk away and I can't do this. And I would always go back and refer to some of these. I mean, I've read your email who knows how many times over the years. Man, how cool. Yeah. So, so but he's I, not telling you that's a template. He just copies and pastes everybody. <laughs> I, even if it was, I mean, I don't even recognize dear it. emailer. For whatever reason, it, it, it seemed to hit with me the fact that I've kept it for 23 years. My staff wrote a very nice note to you. <laughs> no, I, you know what? That's funny you kept that because I, uh, this is again a sign of of being old is i kept uh my rejection letters yeah i have some of those as well so when i was in market 166 where i started uh and the only other market i've ever been in broadcasting uh i I would i would try to get out of lynchburg and uh eventually did right to here but uh, in doing so you would inquire about job openings and i had three rejection rejection letters one from Salt Lake City, one from I don't know where right now, and then the third one was from Pittsburgh. And uh, what was uh, KDKA or something? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, up there. Like, the, the big Penguins Steelers yeah, station. Yeah. So they rejected me for an opening, and I always kept the letter. And when I got here, I thought it would be fun one day, um, you know, with Dan is to go through our rejection letters. And the Pittsburgh one was signed by Bruce Gilbert. <laughs> the guy who hired wow. you here. The guy who hired me here wow. rejected me in Pittsburgh a few years prior to that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I I've always kept that one around. Yeah. So You weren't right for the Steel City. I know I wasn't. <laughs> I, I guess I was. You're not blue collar enough. <laughs> it is interesting and I wonder you know that was back at least for me and it was probably similar to you trying to to get a, a gig if if you weren't like from here at the beginning. You know, back in the 90s, the early aughts, I guess it was for me when I was trying to do this, it, I was using All Access, that website that no longer exists. And it, it would say, because this was back before you would MP3 stuff, they said, if you're serious, overnight your stuff. Yeah. I went into debt because overnighting a cassette of your stuff was 25 bucks a pop. Yeah. So you'd be applying for these jobs, writing this cover letter, sending your cassette tape to these radio stations across the country at $25 a pop. Right. And I'm... A senior in college or right out of college, barely making any money, thinking, "Oh my God, if I if this doesn't get here tomorrow, they won't even consider me." <laughs> and then not realizing that when they get there, they don't even. The guy takes your yeah. tape and drops it right in the trash because he's not going to listen. <laughs> I mean, to five I, I, I'd tapes. be curious to 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 go back and see how many hundreds of dollars I spent overnighting cassette tapes across the country, trying to get somebody to give me a shot to do full time on air stuff. Who knows? But I, I kept a couple of my rejection letters too, and it's—I mean, I was applying everywhere. I applied at a station in American Samoa, 
Yeah. Wow. And and he said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You're one of three finalists because three people applied. <laughs> Here's what you, you'll be on air four hours a day. You'll do the morning show. Here's what it pays, which was basically nothing. And it's I was like, man, could I live in the South Pacific just for a year just to experience it? And he he basically said, you get your everything at the time. This would have been like 2002 or 2003. It's like any news that we get is a day late at earliest. The healthcare here is not really first world, and that's what kind of he said. It. And if you want to leave to visit, you're, you're you don't come back for like a week or two. So I was like, ah, yeah, I think I'm out on that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, just kind of wild over the years, all those different ways of however you chiseled your way to figure out how to do this thing. So, so I interviewed on NFL countdown in 1996 because I, the reason well no I didn't interview to be on the air I, there's no Vivaldi for being behind the scenes research guy and uh two things from that uh job interview one was uh when when um, Marv Albert was arrested for being in ladies lingerie and roughing up uh, whatever girl he was with in that yeah. hotel here in I, Dallas was it? Yeah. Okay. I watched. I watched uh, a TV set in the newsroom with Bob Lee. It was only him and I standing there watching the wow. latest Marv Elbert <laughs> thing happen. Wow. So I'll never forget that. But uh, then the other thing is, I finished second. So it was a: Can you uh, design a database? Oh. And can you uh, pass? <laughs> Jeez, Jay. <laughs> can you? Can you? Hey, you're a gentleman. <laughs> Can you pass our NFL uh, knowledge test, and can you design right. a database? And and I, I did very well on the NFL test, and I didn't know how to design a database, but I assured them I'll figure it out over the weekend. And uh, they said, well, that's great, but we're going to hire someone with experience. The guy they hired, I can't prove this, but I was told the Schwab. Wow. And then they okay. ended up making a TV show around Stump the Schwab. Yeah. Wow. It could have been me. <laughs> Could have been me, man. 1996? Yeah, 1996. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, it's just, it's interesting right? the stuff that you'll keep or that you, you hold on to for whatever reason over the course of time. And it's even outside of your career. I mean, I've got stuff from when I was a kid that I wonder, do I keep this because maybe I think my kid is interested in seeing this and how his dad was once also a child and then maybe grandkids one day if that were to happen. But, you know, stuff with my career, I've, I've always, I mean, that email is over 23 years old. A twenty-three-year-old email. I don't have anything that close. I've got email back to 2010, 2011. Yeah. Uh, the oldest one that I've kept that is of significance is from John Hillerman, the actor who played Higgins on Magnum PI. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Because we were trying to get him on the show, and Fernando had emailed him, and he declined. But Fernando gave me his email address. I said, well, I just want to email him because I was a huge fan of Magnum PI. So I emailed him and told him how much I loved the show and how great I thought he was in that role as Higgins. And he responded, Dear Craig, thank you for the kind words. Yes, Magnum was special, and for eight years I had the best part on television. One can ask for no more. I'm surprised and pleased to learn through fan mail that a new generation is discovering the show so it lives on. I appreciate you understanding regarding me not doing the interview. I no longer have anything to say or to sell. Best regards from one Texan to another, John Hillerman. Wow. Okay. Incredible. And I just have kept that forever. In the time to send you that email, he could have popped on with you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
But that's the oldest one that means something to me yeah, that I can You just kind of keep it around, and you, I don't know, you just read it every once in a while. Yeah. It kind of brings a smile to your face, I guess. And he's now passed away. Yeah. I'm I'm so honored, maybe even humbled, to be that guy. Yeah. The oldest no, email man. you have. <laughs> there you go. So, so clearly from my AOL account, right? Yeah, I believe it was. Because yeah. I, was, I was quite an AOL guy back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sturm1310 at AOL.com, yeah. <laughs> People still send me email and want to know why I didn't respond because I haven't looked at the AOL account, although it still exists. I haven't looked at it in a decade. Yeah. Anyway. 